Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Steve Ray Morris here with another Raptor Reaction segment on See Jurassic Right. Uh, whoa, we're doing another one of these this month. Um, welcome. And hello. <laughs> uh, so we're doing another Raptor Reactions this month uh, for a couple reasons. One, because this month's regular episode on Jurassic Park The Ride is going to come out a little bit late. It's going to come out next Tuesday. So Tuesday, the as I am freestyling here, Tuesday, the um, Tuesday, the sixth. So I had to push it back for a couple of reasons. Uh, but trust me, it'll be worth the wait. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that episode. And yeah, it just took a little bit longer to cook in the oven. So uh, we're going to but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I wanted to put something out for you. Uh, to chew on this week. I mean, again, there's so much stuff happening for Fallen Kingdom, um, and there's been a couple other big announcements. So, um, obviously, uh, if you want to listen to the Toy Fair reactions, um, I was also recently on uh, Jurassic Outpost with Chris Pugh, talking about his experience on the floor at Toy Fair and at the Universal Preview. So, I don't think it's out yet, but it'll come out around this time, so there's just going to be some more toy stuff. But, um Today, if you saw the the headline or the name of the episode, I basically wanted to talk about the Dinosaur Protection Group website because we got a big update and I think it was very um, 
I think for Jurassic Park fans, it came out at a perfect time because in the same week, essentially, Jurassic World 3 was announced as coming out, um, if I look at my notes, June 11th, 2021, on the 28th anniversary of Jurassic Park. And so I kind of thought that those two things were very interesting, that we would get this giant update from the Dinosaur Protection Group and the announcement of Jurassic World 3, which no director yet. Um, I mean, I'm kind of down for like some new blood, um, new blood to get a female director in there, uh, rather than, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's kind of unfair to Jay Biona where we're like, let's move on already. Like who knows? He'll probably knock it out of the park with fallen kingdom. Uh, but I mean, again, there's really nothing to go on at this point other than, um, Emily Carmichael is going to be writing the script along with, um, Colin Trevorrow and she did the upcoming, uh, Pacific Rim sequel and she's actually writing the um, the adaptation for Lumberjanes, which is a Noel Stevenson comic that is really great, really amazing. And so they're making it into a movie and she's going to be writing the script for that. And she's also writing and potential, I think, directing as well, too. I, I read directing, writing and directing a film called Powerhouse that was an idea by Colin Trevorrow. So she's already been collaborating with him. So it seems only natural that she uh, jump on board into the Jurassic universe and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to get, um, I mean, again, woman inherits the earth. I'm excited to get a female voice into writing one of these movies. Um, and I hope we find a, a director, uh, who's really awesome too. Um, or Jay Biona. again, it's kind of unfair to him right now to be like, let's go with somebody else. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, I kind of feel like that's where I'm leaning to either some new blood or Jay Biona coming back, but really depends on how fallen kingdom turns out. So, Again, I'm not really that interested in speculating at that right now, but still, it's exciting we got some announcements. And again, the reason why I think it's interesting um, that it came out the same week as the Dinosaur Protection Group is that it kind of shows that we're going to have a, I mean, we're going to have six Jurassic Park movies by the end of uh, 2021. That's crazy. And so, like we've kind of been talking about on the podcast uh, here and there. And I think with discussions in the Facebook group and, um, see Jurassic Right podcast, Facebook group is the idea. And you've seen, you know, whether listening to, uh, the Jurassic Park podcast with Brad Jost or the in general podcast over at Jurassic Outpost, it's like, we all, we're all just begging for a, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're beating a dead apotosaurus, uh, for a Jurassic Park universe, a really unified thing that brings in all the sequels, brings in everybody and makes it a very consistent, coherent story. And we want to hear the off beaten path, you know, uh, the, the, the side stories, the offshoots, things like that. We're getting a Claire prequel, um, Claire, the evolution, um, in May. So again, the dinosaur protection group, if you don't know, is now sort of the hub for fallen kingdom in, uh, for Jurassic world. We had the Jurassic world website and, uh, excuse me. And, uh, where it was kind of modeled after a zoo, uh, like a real zoo. And so the dinosaur protection group is basically Claire's home base of operations. It's been a few years since, uh, Jurassic world was closed. And so now she's based out of San Francisco. She's got, um, she's got, uh, Daniela Pineda and, uh, and justice Smith's characters, you know, uh, working for her. And now they're trying to basically save the dinos because uh, Isla Nublar is on the verge of extinction. Uh, Zia Rodriguez is Daniela Pineda's character and Franklin Webb is Justice Smith's character. Um, and so this is their sort of like nonprofit uh, website, uh, dinosaurprotectiongroup.com. 
and it's it's kind of the viral website for uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Like again, how JurassicWorld.com and Masrani Global were sort of the viral hubs for uh, Jurassic World. And so, if you don't remember, it's the same team um, who are making the Dinosaur Protection Group website as they made the Masrani Global website. And if you don't remember the Masrani Global website, it was really cool because it kind of gave you an insight to how the park kind of came back together. Um, of course, in this very sheen, shiny, like, you know, Wu is back and like we've, you know, engineered marvels and it was all very like corporate. Um, but you got some tidbits of Jurassic lore, um, most notably that Vincent D'Onofrio's character, um, uh, that Vincent D'Onofrio's character was basically responsible for the cleanup uh, of the Pteranodons from Jurassic Park 3 that escape at the end of Jurassic Park 3. So that was kind of some of the biggest lore to really come out. It, Biggest lore in the sense that uh, from, you know, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, I think one of the biggest pieces of lore really was that Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, that uh, Hammond passed away. Um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, Vic Hoskins, that's what I couldn't remember his name right now, but uh, that also Hammond passed away shortly after the events of the Lost World and that Jurassic World reopened in 2005. So it had been going for 10 years when the events of Jurassic World post Christmas holiday break, uh, happened. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're here at, uh, fallen kingdom and, uh, Jurassic world has been closed for, uh, I believe two years. Um, let's see, uh, the DP <laughs> stakes have never been higher. So let's see. Um, it's the second installment for the Jurassic world trilogy after the, div- Oh yeah, it's been four years actually. So, uh, the, here, the plot synopsis uh, for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, um, again, is after the demise of the Jurassic World theme park on Isla Nublar, uh, Island Nublar, the dinosaurs roam freely on the island for four years and until an impending volcanic eruption threatens to end them. Claire Deering, the former park manager, has now founded the Dinosaur Protection Group, an organization dedicated to saving the dinosaurs. She recruits Owen Grady, a former dinosaur trainer who worked at the park, to help her rescue the remaining dinosaurs from the island. Owen also tries to find Blue, the last remaining of the four raptors he trained, but he and Claire learn about a conspiracy that could result in the dinosaurs becoming their conspiracy that could result in dinosaurs becoming the Earth's dominant animals once again. So that's the basic synopsis right now, which is really exciting. Again, I'm super excited to see that conspiracy theory unfold. And yeah, this viral viral website is just really fun. Um, Again, it gives you uh these like really great posters um you know we created them how can we abandon them and i've mentioned the dinosaur protection group website before but i really wanted to use today to go in depth of the um what killed the gene guard act uh post by zia and that was this was this uh this post draws from all five Jurassic Park movies. And that to me, what's really what floored me um, about it. I think, uh, again, it just was so cool to see everything in the mix together. And, you know, I'm going to read it and going to kind of go in depth and talk about it and, you know, talk about some of the connections to the other movies. Um, And, you know, just really kind of, I think the implications for it are really interesting because it's one of these things where again, viral websites are really cool for learning bits of lore, which we're hungry for. Um, 
But will it, you know, will we see any of this stuff kind of at play at the film? I don't know. Again, my big dream is for Claire to say the words Isla Sorna, Isla Sorna. I want her to say it in the movie. Um, who knows if we're going to get it? Uh, if everyone on the red carpet, I'd be like, Claire, say Isla Sorna or Bryce Ellis Howard. Um, but I would love if, or, you know, site B or something like that. I would love if that was the case. I don't know if we're going to get that, but um, it's just really cool to go through the dinosaur protection website to see those things to see images from Jurassic Park three in the lost world peppered throughout. I don't know. It's just, it's just, you know, again, it just feels like we're getting one step closer to this, this really coherent universe. And I think universal is taking steps um, to at least make us feel like we're being heard in that sense, which is really cool. So, and another thing I wanted to say briefly is that if you actually go to not jurassicworld.com, but Isla Nublar.jurassicworld.com, it, the thing flashes up that says dinosaur protection group attention volcano endangers last remaining dinosaurs this site has been taken over by the dinosaur protection group in order to show you the imminent threat facing nublar hashtag we can save them so you click that little window and then you get the original jurassic world website where it's like go to buy tickets learn about the dinosaurs the island map plan your visit but now it's like glitchy and everything like that and it says alert mount Sibo, which is the volcano um which is technically taken from Jurassic Park the game, even though Jurassic Park the game is no longer canon. I think some people would say it's soft canon, but at this point, it's just, I just, I just, it just was never canon to me. And and it always felt like a marketing thing to say it was canon. And Colin Trevorrow has said on Twitter um, as much that sort of, uh, which I think is like a little step removed from the kind of canon world building of like Star Wars, but it's that thing where it's like ancillary materials are kind of a little bit softer canon than maybe some people would like, um, because obviously the movies are the most important thing. Um, but it is cool again, like how the, um, Star Wars, uh, expanded universe, how like rebels took Thrawn or, you know, little mentions or planets and then kind of fully flushed them out in their own ways and made them fit into the new canon. I, I, I appreciate that they at least drew something from the game, um, for the volcano and the volcano is at level or three. Um, and it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just really funny. It's like, did you know one, one day of park profits could save a species and it's like plastered over it and it's like Jurassic world closed. And it's very like hacker, you know, Lex would be proud, I think, is what we what we would learn from that. Um, so, OK, yeah, that takes us directly to the Dinosaur Protection Group. So it's like support the DV- DPG, save the dinos, plan your visit. And it just says visit Dinosaur Protection Group to find out how you can help. Um, so I like these little touches. I think that's really cool. There was another bit. I think if you go to. Oh, yeah. Did you know this park will never again profit from living creatures? Just little things plop up. Um, it's like, what's happening? Ferry at eight. And it says the island is unsafe, you know, wait time for the Cretaceous cruise, uh, zero minutes. And it says eruption, um, projection, June 22nd, which is the U S release of, um, Jurassic world fallen kingdom. And I actually notice, oh yeah, there's like, again, if you look at this website where it's like all these old images of like hopeful, hopeful, um, you know, like hopeful, cheery corporate, like Jurassic world, but then it's like, we created them. How can, how can we abandon them? You know? So it's like, you know, dinosaurs are mortal. Dinosaurs are mortal. Cruelty is timeless. Again, these like kind of catchphrases and it's like plastered over the like Mike and Ike's and the Margaritaville. Um, so that's just like a really nice touch. And then, oh yeah, if you go to the Island map, that's where like, you'll see things like the T-Rex kingdom destroyed, Triceratops territory destroyed, Mosasaur feeding show destroyed, 
Gallimimus Valley destroyed. It just goes through all the different like attractions and just basically shows how um, just basically how in the four years it's all kind of fallen apart. Um, I know people have already um, talked about on Twitter how, uh, you know, there's hints at a Mosasaur because Mosasaur is going to be in Fallen Kingdom. But how and why and what remains to be seen because it was in the lagoon. But it says here on the website, um, you know, underwater observatory is no longer accessible. It says it's destroyed. Um, the call center is apparently destroyed. Uh, the first aid is apparently destroyed. Uh, original T-Rex paddock, the largest enclosure in the original Jurassic Park was built to safely enclose and display the juvenile adult and juvenile T-Rex, which is interesting. And so um, once I dive back into the Gene Guard Act article, we'll learn a little bit more about that. Um, structural damage is rampant. Monorail, totally inoperable. This is fun. I've actually haven't looked at this yet. The river still flows, but local flora and fauna are threatened by an active volcano. Um, the Valley Taurus, oh, Gallimimus Valley. All dinosaurs are close are at risk uh, for the volcano. Again, more about the, uh, you know, have all been abandoned. Um, so this is, yeah, if you go to the islandublar.jurassicworld.com slash park map, you can, or just if you click the park map, it's slash park slash, uh, hyphen map. Um, I'm so curious. Yeah, uh, Triceratops territory has been destroyed. These gentle giants have last been seen in this corner of the island. Restrooms have been destroyed. Uh, gyrosphere, ooh, uh, all gyrospheres down stations one through five are no longer receiving power maintenance required. I'm just interested if any of these. Oh, Raptor Paddock. Three raptors are confirmed dead. Oh, so some people, so some people have been saying like that Delta is still alive because uh, the Indominus at the end of Jurassic World throws her off screen. But this says these raptors are confirmed dead. Blue is free, um, is free and roaming, but her location is unknown. I find that so fascinating. That so I'm I'm so curious, and I hope they address it somewhat in the movie. Um, like when, like at one point, does Claire form the group? And, you know, decide to, uh, you know, really decide to sort of um, take charge and stuff like that. You know, um, I just find that very fascinating. And I wonder if we'll get a taste of that in the um, in the movie, um, because I just find that, you know, again, at what point does she because I know in the article uh, in one of the blog articles, she talks about setting up her new office in San Francisco. And I don't know if that's in relation to now, like six months from the from the events of the movie or if it's something else, but um, we'll keep looking. Uh, <laughs> the Barbasol can destroyed. Get to know Jurassic World's number one shaving cream brand. Uh, botanical gardens are destroyed. Uh, golf cars is destroyed. Um, following the incident of, Oh wow. <laughs> following the incidents of, uh, of Jurassic world, um, the course is now home to many of the island's smaller species. Um, that's interesting. I'm like, I'm like, copying and pasting this stuff or screen grabbing. Cause I've never, um, the jungle trail is the site of many confirmed herbivore dinosaur sightings. So I'm just curious if any of this stuff is like a hint. Yeah. So the Moses are feeding shows close scanner kiosk. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just reading this all in real time. This attraction is no longer in uh, the egg, the egg spinner. This attraction is no longer in service. DNA is not a game. Um, Oh, this mountainside lift appears to be operational, the gondola lift. So I'm just curious if any of these are really subtle hints at maybe not plot points, but maybe just, um, 
you know, maybe just a hint of what's to come, maybe a subtle clue um, again. So I think that I just clicked all of them. Uh, yeah. So this is so fascinating. Um, yeah. The Avery is destroyed. Obviously we saw that in the events of um, we saw that in the events of uh, Jurassic world. Um, yeah. T-Rex kingdom. All barriers are down. And the T-Rex is roaming the Island. Extreme caution is advised. Uh, <laughs> the IMAX theater is destroyed. Ooh, the park waters are no longer restricted. So again, you can go to the map at the Island Nublar um, dot Jurassic Park. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so that's the Island Nublar Jurassic World site. So that's really dope that they did all that stuff. Because again, it's like really kind of hidden. So I find it very cool that they did that. Um, so let's go back to the Gene Guard Act. I think that's really kind of the, the most important part of this episode. We're already 20 minutes in. Um, so I think it'd be really fun to go through this again. It was written by Zia. And so Zia, for those who don't know, again, played by Daniela Pineda. She is a paleo veterinarian. She is trained in pre-veterinary medicine at Berkeley before the park park incident put on hold her dream of accepting an internship at Jurassic world. Now Zia is one of the DPG strongest advocates and our resident expert on dinosaur biology. Once the DPG fulfills its goal, she wishes to achieve her dream of mending our giant neighbors. So, and if you'll remember in the trailer, um, Danielle Pineda gets a couple of shots in the trailer and one where she's kind of helping blue. Um, that's kind of her big moment in the trailer, uh, the second trailer. Um, in the first trailer, I think she's just given a moment of like kind of looking in awe at, uh, uh, at the Brachiosaurus when they're by the innovation center. Um, so yeah, so the gene guard act of, of 1973. So there's also another, um, Report. The first report written by Zia was the history of dino, dino ethical misconduct. Um, and that actually used a shot from Jurassic Park 3 as well, too. Um, but uh, yeah, I believe I talked about this in the mini-sode. I'm actually blanking if I actually talked about that. So uh, mini-sode, was that mini-sode 9 or mini-sode 8? Um 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nope, I, t- I think I talked about it in the mini-sode. Okay, so, but anyway, the Gene Guard Act has a lot to chew on, so we'll just focus on that right now. Um, so, written by Zia Rodriguez, the existence of dinosaurs has always been a politically complicated subject. However, when the resort was destroyed in 2015, investigations into the incident unearthed corruption stemming from before the park was even opened. So, again, I think what this website is attempting to do is kind of provide a larger context for all the movies and... Because that's the thing that's so interesting about Jurassic Park is that usually all the movies have kind of taken place on an island away from the outside world and sort of never really looking at the bigger picture of what this means. You get a little sense of it at the end of The Lost World when Hammond is like, you know, we need to let life find a way. We need, to, you know, these these creatures require absence, um, um, not our help. And so you get a little bit of that. But I think, uh, again, it's this world building vibe of what was actually happening in between the movies? How are people reacting or not reacting? What was all that behind the scenes uh, stuff? So the Gene Guard Act, the ethical ne- negligence within the paleogenetic resurrection. And this all reminds me a lot of like the beginning of Jurassic Park, the book with Michael Crichton talking about the power of gene technology and the, the race uh, to, to, to develop biotechnology. So um that's also why I'm super excited about this. Um, the ethical negligence within the paleogenetic resurrection bill was passed under a new simpler title, Gene Guard Act, in 1997 as a response to the San Diego incident. Ding! Lost World reference. Um, it was formed by the U.S. House Committee of Science, the UHCS, working with key members of InGen senior management. This act would extend existing dinosaur specimens the same rights and protections as other endangered animals, as well as restrict any further access to the islands owned by InGen. Uh, I guess that's a Jurassic Park 3 reference. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when Jurassic Park 3 opens, it's like Easel Sorna, restricted. It also prohibited any further cloning of new prehistoric fauna or flora by the company, which was committed at the time to upholding strict ethical regulations concerning animals. So in reference to John Hammond, uh, International Genetic Technologies is obligated to contain and protect the dinosaurs from further proliferation uh, through uncontrolled breeding or experimentation or harm through organized destruction of their biological makeup or living conditions. The And again, the name of the original bill was the ENPGR bill from 1997, the Paleogenetic Resurrection Bill. And then we get a great, like, um, almost like a Cloverfield style, like handheld camera shot of, um, of the T-Rex in San Diego. And it's a San Diego incident, 1997 public archives. I'm very curious to go back through the lost world and see if this is actually taken as like a still from the film, or if they somehow, like if Universal somehow grabbed a deleted scene or, or just a moment or an onset photo or something to create this. Because um, right off the top of my head, it doesn't look like a still from the... Maybe. It might be. I'm not 100% sure. Or it could be drawing. I don't know. Um, I need glasses. So um, these regulations remain in place well after Misrani Global acquired InGen. But in 2003, high-standing members... High standing members of the UHCS revised the strict law surrounding the act and publicly stated their confidence in Masrani Global's promise to right the wrongs of the past. This new watered down act followed the Fortune 500 company to pursue the growth of new animals to showcase at Jurassic World. All right, Jurassic World reference, obviously. However, three months after the events of 2015 and separate from the inquiry into bioethical misconduct perpetrated by InGen and Jurassic World geneticist Dr. Henry Wu, 
so yeah, that gives us some insight because at the end of Jurassic World, he flew off in a helicopter um, with Hoskins' uh, main man. Uh, he's got a crazy, he's got a crazy actor name. Um, he's like Jim Stomphead or something like that. Um, he he was like his number, and I think he's going to be in Fallen Kingdom. Actually, that guy um, who didn't have a name in the first movie he was because he, I mean, he's got a crazy actor name. Uh, so it's like, Oh yeah. Michael Papa John. So he was in gen contractor. So he was a uh, Hoskins number two. And he basically was like, well, we'll take, you know, you're going to be taken care of um, Dr. Wu. And so it looks like after the events, three months after the events of 2015 dress of the Jurassic world, um, uh, breakdown or whatever you want to call it. Um, the U S Congress announced would open an inquiry into the potential violation of the gene guard act. This came after several employees of Masrani global and InGen stepped forward to disclose incriminating evidence against their employers. It was unearthed that may, so I'm hoping, uh, to disclose incriminating evidence against their employers. I'm thinking that's probably Claire. I'm thinking that's probably, um, Owen, maybe not. Maybe he's like, forget all this shit. And then pieces out, um, which I'm hoping he doesn't, um, although that's kind of what it seems like from the trailer where he was basically like left it all behind. Like, I don't, I don't wrangle dinosaurs no more, you know, but I'm hoping it's Claire and, um, and Lowry. Like I could totally see him doing the right thing. I mean, after he did the right thing at the end of Jurassic world, I could totally see him doing the right thing and coming forward in and, you know, black widow style, um, with Claire and releasing evidence, you know, it obviously is a little disappointing that he probably won't be in the movie, but who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he'll get a little cameo, Jake Johnson. Um, but and maybe there's some other employers. I don't imagine Lauren Lapkus's character, Vivian, coming forward. She seemed pretty like ready to peace out. But who knows? Maybe she also had a change of conscience or something. Conscience. Conscience. Excuses. Uh, it was unearthed that many of the dinosaur species present on Isla Nublar were new species that had been cloned before the law was relaxed in 2003. And the change was passed by the UHCS via a corrupt and willfully misleading process. So Site B, uh, Embryonics Administration, um, the InGen file leak, and it's a photo of, um, this looks more like a cropped in photo of Jurassic Park 3 when Grant and uh, Udesky and the Kirbys walk into that um the lab, you know, uh, where they first encounter the raptors in Jurassic Park 3. Um, so the change in law in 2003, and this is two years after the events of Jurassic Park three, a representative of Masrani global, whose name was conveniently scratched from the records, brought the gene guard act to the UHCS requesting to have the restrictions on further development be lifted for reasons of medical advancement. Um, interesting. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's not Claire at this point, because I feel like she would just say it was Claire, like Zia would just say it was Claire. Um, per the report, the representative pledged that they would entirely uphold the existing duty of care towards older specimens, but requested the right to responsibly develop new gene splicing techniques as published. The advancements of these technologies built, uh, building upon old assets and creating new ones would be used to safeguard against genetic abnormalities or hereditary diseases that would potentially arise during the life cycle of any of the animals and could potentially extend to eradicating many such diseases that are pre prevalent in the animal kingdom and humans. Hmm. Applications of this research would also extend the surrounding wildlife and ecosystem around Isla Nublar. Masrani Global Rep, name unknown, March 2003. Hmm. Uh, the 2015 investigations discovered a, in a paper trail around this meeting that the key members of the board were, quote, 
bought and paid for to help turn back the clock on the Gene Guard Act, essentially harvesting the rewards of the new park paid off by Mastrani Global's profits. These members have since been discharged of all their legal duties, with some even serving jail time. Very interesting. Um... And then we get Site B, Isla Sorna, owned by Misrani Global, status abandoned slash restricted. So now we get into some, this is the details that a lot of people online were really excited. When we're talking about the dinosaurs, we're talking about InGen's list, which we're going to see in a second. Um, this is the stuff that's really cool and really exciting. So the illegal species. Information surrounding the illegally bred species surfaced online during the 2015 inquiry via anonymous hacker known as j-u-r at five five exclamation mark underscore hacker i mean it's underscore h at k three r uh jurassic hacker who published sensitive ingen documents key revelations included um just a second about that some people were like is it lex is it lex um and that would be really cool if they you know tied her as an adult because that was my theory was that i always felt like lex would become a hacker and like would try to bring down jurassic world or so you know because it's like it's spitting in the face of her grandfather's legacy or you know something like that and so i always had that kind of fan fiction sort of daydream about that and so if they actually went and made that part of the canon because you know obviously we'd all love to have arena richards come back and and joseph Mazzello, but arena richards doesn't act anymore so, I mean, it would be insane if she somehow had a cameo in this movie or Jurassic World 3. Um, but even a nod to her being the hacker would be pretty cool. Part of me almost thinks it's Lowry more likely, or it might just be an entirely new character. Or we this just might be a little blip on the lore and has really no effect on the movie itself. Um, but those key revelations included that new species were grown in secret on Isla Sorna and experimented on over a period of nine months, starting just 100 days after the company was bought by Masrani Global. And I like that because I think Dr. Wu was hungry to because think about it, like Jurassic Park was never even opened. It was literally a few months from being opened and then the shit went down. And so like Dr. Wu was basically like all my work. And so I can see his ambitions and kind of the character we see in Jurassic world as being sort of a proto mad scientist or, or, or subtle mad scientist, that sort of stuff seeping in. I, I, I kind of imagine that I could see him being ambitious enough to be like, well, uh, you know, I'm still conducting work in secret and I've been basically biding my time. And now that Mastrani global has bought me, I'm going to get back to work. Um, Incubation was achieved covertly and quickly to evade attention. Only a select few engine members were involved and their names have been removed from the records. It's unclear whether Masrani global CEO, the, the late Simon Masrani was aware of the violation of the law. And I also think, I wonder if this is going to be what the Claire Deering prequel novel is going to be about, because when she was 19, she went to, uh, she had, uh, her, um, internship at Jurassic world and so I'm going to pull up the synopsis of the book. Let's see. There we go. The Evolution of Claire. So freshman years full of obstacles must learn to overcome. Messy roommates, signing hall food, cranky professors are just a few. Never has a student added how to properly being eaten by a dinosaur, um, how to properly avoid being eaten by a dinosaur to her list of freshman year complications. Um, but Claire Deering isn't just any student. Um, so, yeah. So it says the year is 2004. The future theme park Jurassic World is currently under... Uh, construction. So, um, yeah. So, so these new species were grown on Isla Sorna over a period of nine months, starting just a hundred days after the company was bought. Um, so they were saying above, um, 
so was that in 2003? Are they saying 100 days from 2003? Um, so, yeah, so, but that's taking place in 2004, so I think that fits. So, th- so who knows? Maybe the Claire Deering novel takes place in those 100 days um, that she was privy and she was like, whoa, they're doing some nefarious shit. Um, and, yeah, uh, the research and growth of these animals were filed under early R&D for Jurassic Park's second incarnation in simultaneously amalgam testing. Hybrid much? Uh, the new species included Ankylosaurus, Ceratosaurus, Corythosaurus, and Spinosaurus. All were abandoned on Site B until the surviving animals reportedly moved to Nablar to be housed as a future attraction in the Jurassic World. Okay, so that's interesting. So we obviously see Ankylosaurus in Jurassic World, but Ceratosaurus, Corythosaurus, and Spinosaurus all are not seen in Jurassic World. Um, uh, and yeah, they were all in Jurassic Park 3, though. So that is very interesting. Um, but they say they were moved to Nublar. So again, there's the Spinosaurus skeleton in Jurassic World that gets destroyed by the T-Rex, the little, the subtle nod to Jurassic Park 3 in um, in uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World. And so uh, the other thing that's interesting is that, um, so there is a, a little infographic on the uh, dinosaur protection group where it says um, the, there's certain creatures highlighted in red, excuse me, as being extinct. So Styracosaurus, Mementiosaurus, RIP, too soon. One of my favorite, well, not one of my favorite dinosaurs, but one of my fave sauropods, the one in Lost World is really dope. Um, Euplocephalus, Silurus, uh, Metricanthosaurus, Spinosaurus, Corythosaurus, Ceratosaurus, Edmontosaurus, Herarosaurus, Dinosuchus, Sejasaurus, and Lestosaurus. This little infographic is is um, intoning, uh, if that's the right way to use intoning. <laughs> I'm also looking that up too. Uh, say or recite with a little rise and fall of pitch of the voice. Yeah, I guess good enough. So that graphic is saying that these uh, dinosaurs are extinct or sort of implying that. Um, so that's scary. Um, so RIP Spinosaurus. Although, again, some people want the Spinosaurus to come back. But I don't know. I don't think we're going to... I mean, we're already getting so many predators in Fallen Kingdom already. Like in the trailer, you already saw Allosaurus, Baryonyx, T-Rex, Carnotaurus. Did I say Allosaurus? Allosaurus, Velociraptor, Indoraptor. So I don't, I don't know if there's enough room for Spinosaurus, but hey, if they can pull it off, I'd love to see that. Um, but yeah, if you go to the um, dinosaurs part of the Jurassic World website, um, you'll also see Suchomimus, um as officially being part of the Jurassic World tour, but not uh, Spinosaurus and some of those other ones. Oh, Ceratosaurus. So yeah, it's interesting. That's like a little interesting tidbit um so did were they brought on nublar or were they were they um i mean or is it a lie i don't know uh, <laughs> a number of new animals had been originally been reported by the survivors of the plane crash on easel Sorna during the summer of 2001 uh reference to Jurassic Park three ding 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 but the information was quickly uh buried by bribed officials so i think that's what um so I think that's the whole Spinosaurus thing um, right there. So if you so I go to the attachment, and so here's InGen's list, the InGen list that Billy Brennan refers to in Jurassic Park 3. Um, 
So signed off by John Hammonds is it's, you know, it's, it's done all to look like it's like a scan of a document. So I don't know if Zia or Claire got a hold. Um, Claire got a hold of this, but um, you can see the pages October 4th, 1994. So this is the original list. Uh, and it, Oh no. So yeah, October 5th, 1994. So this is seeing what active dinosaurs are left on population estimate in October of 94. So about, um, a little over a year after um, a year after uh, the events of the original Jurassic Park, um, you know, so it says like Brachiosaurus, previous population count, current population five. Um, so one died of male nutri- malnutrition. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but uh, Parasaurolophus, um, Triceratops. Oh, this is sad, and people have pointed this out on Twitter as well. One lame Triceratops. Uh, died during the incident at Jurassic Park. Tyrannosaur bite marks were found on the cadaver during the 1994 cleanup. So that's another bit of lore that the cleanup started to happen in 94. Um, and RIP sick triceratops. We hardly knew ye. Um, Gallimimus are down. So then we go to the carnivores. Um, so apparently there's five Dilophosaurs on Island Nublar. So, um, you know, maybe we're going to see Dilophosaurus again in, in Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. Um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, you know, good old Roberta, good old Rexy has expanded its territory across most of Isla Nublar. And again, keep in mind that this stuff is written in 1994. So that's not 2015. That's not 2018, um, you know, post Jurassic World. This is post Jurassic Park. Um, the animal has been recorded hunting Gallimimus Parasaurolophus and attempting to hunt the Brachiosaurus. Reports suggest it feeds upon fallen Karen. Nice little nod to like the science behind um t-rexes and how you know have they changed over the years so velociraptor notes uh previous population count three current population unknown no reported sighting of active animals pending update young raptor carcasses discovered on nublar during the 1994 cleanup initial raptor population had successfully changed sex from female to male and to begun breeding genetic anomalies currently under investigation whoa frog dna in in sharpie so I even recently did a Patreon about it, about whether uh, the um, raptor, about the eggs that Grant and Lex and Tim find were Gallimimus eggs or raptor eggs or something else. And I really came on the fence of, uh, I mean, if you want to listen to the full Patreon of me breaking down the evidence, you should definitely check it out. It's really fun. But um, so this is like, so this is, it was one of those things where, again, because people had uh, if you look at Toy Fair, there's a green raptor, which um, if you listen to the Jurassic output, the in general uh, podcast episode about it, um, the Mattel reps confirm that there are no uh, there's no wild raptors in Fallen Kingdom is I mean, that the green raptor is essentially um, basically they just wanted another raptor besides blue. They wanted a non-hero raptor, and so that's why they created the green raptor that we see in the upcoming Mattel toys. So, um, but it's one of those things where, with this lore stuff, and I think again we get into this sort of meta thing of like, how canon is this or whatever you know, whatever you want to talk about. Um, geez, the police are taking me away for saying, uh, for for uh, I don't know if you can actually hear the sirens, but. Um, I think it's always one of those things that when this theory first came to light, I really liked it. I love the idea of the wild raptors. Again, it, there's the Mark Englert uh, poster that shows the wild raptor. Um, so I'm super down for this for this theory. And so in this world of dinosaur protection group, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, 
um, those eggs were raptor eggs. So I find that very fascinating that um, that's the case. Um, and it says that there was copies on Island Nublar during the night that were discovered during the 1994 cleanup. They managed to reach the island by hiding on in-gen cargo vessels between Nublar and Site B. Um, that's cool because it's a little nod to the Jurassic Park books where the raptor snuck on the boat. Um, so that's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, oh, we have more. Oh, yeah. So then here's the list from um, this was a 1997 update of the dinosaurs on Nublar. So, um, yeah, it's all unknown because at that point the hurricane had wiped out the facilities. Um but yeah, there's Mementosaurus, Edmontosaurus, Parasaurolophus, Microceratus, Stegosaurus, um, uh, Pachycephalosaurus, Gallimimus, and then there was apparently six T-Rexes on Isla Sorna, 18 raptors on Isla Sorna, two Carnotauruses. Beautiful nod, beautiful nod to the books right there. The two Carnotauruses in Lost World, the novel. I love that. Apparently there were five Baryonyxes. There's a lot of dinosaurs. Um, more Dilophosaurus on Isla Sorna, more Compies, um, 10 Pteranodons, um, and so inactive dinosaurs slash DNA samples. So we have Suchomimus 75% complete, Allosaurus 12% complete, Metricanthosaurus 71% complete, Herarosaurus 60% complete, um, Siegesaurus, Dimorphodon, um, Apatosaurus, Corythosaurus, Pachyrhinosaurus, Ankylosaurus, Eucephalus, uh, Euplocephalus. So this this inactive dinosaur slash DNA samples, I think, is th- this is what they're saying is some of these dinosaurs were started to work on after the events because, as we saw in the trailer, there's an Allosaurus. Um, obviously, there was Apatosaurus in Jurassic World and Ankylosaurus as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and again, Metricanthosaurus. Uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I'll just say, but I, I don't remember where. Yay, we're talking about Jurassic Park all the time now. I love this so much. I can't even remember. Um, but uh, uh, Metricanthosaurus has, like, if you go into the cold storage room, you know, that N- Nedry went in and you're just paying attention to when he's like, you know, four, five, and he's picking out the different embryos. Um, some of the names that you'll see um, when he's, when he's like plucking the embryos included a misspelled uh, stegosaurus <laughs> name, but you also see a metricanthosaurus um, and the, the, the two, like the sort of two non dinosaurs that, ap- the two dinosaurs that did not appear in the movie were metricanthosaurus and proto um, ceratosaurus. Um, so a proto ceratosaurus is a, um, it looks like um, it's like an early Jurassic carnivore. It's very um, it's I'm not going to say it's like Coelophysis, but it's like a much like scrawnier, skinnier prototheropod. Um, it's an ancestor of Ceratosaurus, which was in Jurassic Park three. Um, and then the other one was Metricanthosaurus, which, again, has always kind of captured. I feel like a lot of Jurassic Park members imaginations because it's such a cool name. It's a cool carnivore. There's going to be a toy for it, like an, an orangey yellow toy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a small carnivore. Um, and yeah, so it just was it was one of those things where it's like, oh, what's that? You know, and so, um, yeah, it's cool that we're getting a toy of it. Who knows? Maybe it'll be um, maybe it'll be in Fallen Kingdom. I, I don't think so. 
again, I feel like just based on some reports from Jurassic Outpost. Um, but hopefully. Um, and again, the Metricanthosaurus is kind of a yellowish greenish dinosaur for the Mattel toy line. Um, so even if we're just getting the toy and it's not in the movie, I, I still think that's really rad. Um, so yeah, getting back to the gene guard act again, like this page is chock full of information, chock full of interesting tidbits. And again, that's, it just, it's really fun to just read this stuff, uh, regardless, um, you know, of how much of it will actually be in the movie itself, you know? And I think that's the whole fun of it is that it's just here for us to chew on while we wait. And so, um, then we see, so that's the end of the, uh, in-gen list, and then Isla Nublar, Isla Nublar. I keep jumping back and forth between pronouncing it. Um, take a drink every time I correct myself. Um, Isla Nublar, Isla Nublar, owned by Masrani Global Status, abandoned, restricted, home to the last dinosaurs. So they're saying there's no dinosaurs on Isla Sorna. Just that's key because um, Chris Pugh from Jurassic Outpost uh, wrote a really great article on Jurassic Outpost, uh, on Jurassic Outpost. I'm just going to say it three more times. Um about kind of breaking down this list as well and so he he has such a deep knowledge of the canon i think maybe better than anybody um that i know and so he picked out a couple interesting uh things about it so we'll, we'll talk about that next but the last little bit it says the growth of illegal species and bribery amongst those who have signed to uphold the law painted the act in a negative colors and its validity is frowned upon by the general public as of today the gene guard act is essentially extinct don't you mean extinct uh, a consequence of the ever-changing political political climate. The ever-changing political climate. It's safe to say that the policies and laws regarding the protection of these dinosaurs, these animals, has never been fully enforced, monitored, or locked in place. After almost four decades of misconduct, the legal protection of living dinosaurs requires stronger sanctions and strict care to ensure a safe future for for both humans and dinosaurs. The Gene Guard Act may be gone, buried in bad press, but its principles still ring true. Not only do these animals deserve their rights, but their rights must be protected from those who would repeat past mistakes. The DPG promises to focus on making this a reality join us in saving them and that's really beautiful um yeah so in my big takeaway is that i think what's going to be happening is that these articles will kind of be coming out as we get closer and closer to the release of um closer and closer to the release of fallen kingdom as a way of um motorcycles um so uh I think these articles are going to come out and we're going to get more blog posts, blog posts. Um, so yeah, Claire Deering wrote one that was like fresh start. They're moving to San Francisco and um, there's like Mount Sibo, Mount Saibo updates. I love that if you go on the dinosaur protection group and you have slow internet, there's a little bouncy gif of a gif gif of, um, of a stegosaurus and it's really cute. So yeah. Um, you can see all these stuff about Mount Sibo and projections of eruptions and, and stuff like that, which I've talked about before. Um, but so yeah, the website's really fun and there's a lot to unbury, uh, unpack, um, I unbury dig up, I guess is the right word. Um, but I really see this website as, um, as, uh, just as a hub for sort of almost like building. So like, you know, we see the courtroom scenes with Malcolm in the Fallen Kingdoms trailers and behind the scenes and stuff. So I feel like this is going to be kind of the case. And I think when Fallen Kingdom opens up, I think it, it, we're going to be kind of following this in real time, kind of like how we followed the release of Jurassic World. And so we're going to see all the different facets of 
where we see Claire, where we see the DPG at the start of Fallen Kingdom. So it's really exciting. Um, again, this is really fun to do this episode because, um, I mean, again, because I, uh, because the regular episode is going to be late. So I wanted to give you guys something um, for being patient with the main episodes that, um, you know, are definitely a lot more complex to edit and a lot more, you know, there's just a lot, I put a lot of work into them. And so I really want them to be perfect. And um, it's worth what I think it'll be, it'll be, I don't think it will definitely be worth the wait. Um, but this was really fun and it was just fun. And I know uh, some people I've talked to, you know, want more of this late breaking stuff because um, I don't know, it's just fun. It's just fun to talk about it. And it's, you know, if you wait for a mini set to come out, then it's going to be part of a larger tapestry. And I, I really want to leave the mini sods to still focus on having people's voicemails and calls and emails and stuff like that. So um, if you're listening to these Raptor reactions episodes, please send in your thoughts, post on the Facebook group, do all that stuff still. Um, because I think it's just, we're just in for a ride for the next, uh, you know, wow, it's almost March. So, you know, March, April, May, June, like we're less than four months away uh, or about four months away. So, that's really, oh my God, it's so exciting. Um, so yeah, so uh, Chris P wrote a really great article. So Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom viral website answers questions while creating all new mysteries. And so he really takes a critical eye to the website, um, which I find very fascinating. Um, like for example, that, you know, on the, um, like we like I mentioned before, um, that the, um, that the embryos seen visually in Jurassic Park, like where you can actually see them visually on screen, not from the book, not from anything else, not from bonus material, but in the film itself on the wall, you know, on the embryos, you can see a protoceratosaurus, um, proceratosaurus, sorry. Um, you can see that embryo, but it's nowhere on engines list. So, you know, it's one of the, so, so it's like food for thought, whether it's like, you know, um, whether they're, you know, that was like an oversight or, you know, InGen didn't want to put it on, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and I, you know, I'm not going to read Chris's article, but I will definitely include it there. Um, uh, but there's a f- couple other interesting things, um, you know, that Corythosaurus was already part of um, InGen's list and it wasn't created after the fact, um, you know, where it's kind of listed as in progress. Um and so, uh, yeah, there's a few other things. Um, and, you know, like, are all the dinosaurs um, off Isla's Isla Sorna? You know, uh, you know, a lot of people are the word on the street is we're not going to get Isla Sorna in Fallen Kingdom, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> again, I just want a mention of it. That's all. I just need a mention of it. Um, but uh, uh, so so Chris's article um is really good and it just kind of again i i like it because it's kind of again it doesn't take the website at face value and kind of pokes some more some more holes and kind of just just probes further and it just proves that it's this is going to be something that's going to be evolving and and um changing as we come along as we go all the way to june so um you know i i'd you know doing this was really fun so i'd want to do more of these and for really the part for me that's really the most exciting is is all the tying in of all the events because that's the part that i personally don't know if we're ever going to see on screen in this kind of way you know we're not going to see the kirbys or something again or or we might but i i i feel very 
strongly that the franchise is about moving forward. And so although we will get Malcolm back, although we got Dr. Wu back, I think they are going to always be pushing forward to create a new story as opposed to explaining or filling the holes. I don't, I just, I, I think that that is really not going to be, it just, it just feels going backwards. I mean, it's that thing about like the problem with a lot of the DC movies is where they're constantly having to clean up their own mess. And I think just judging what the material we got, the material we're getting on the DPG versus what we're seeing in the trailers for Jurassic world fallen kingdom. I think it's really going to be focused about pushing the story forward and all the hole filling, all the gap filling, all the, you know, quote unquote plot holes or whatever, whatever you want to call them. I think that's going to be really the job of the viral website. Um, yeah. So let me know what you think of the DPG. Let me know if there's some things that you discovered that um, uh, that you want to share um, that maybe I missed. Um, let me know if you want more of these. Again, um, this was really fun. I ended up having way more fun than I even thought I would. God, there's it's just so exciting to be a Jurassic Park fan right now. I'm just, yeah, uh, yeah. I just want to thank everybody again for your support, uh, for all the Patreon supporters. Again, if you want to support me on Patreon, so I can do stuff like this all the time. Um, you know, the more I make on Patreon, the more I can devote time to the podcast. And so, you know, whether it's scheduling interviews you know, sooner than later, having more time to edit, you know, doing kind of special episodes, doing special occasions, doing other cool stuff, um, you know, more reporting, things like that. Um, that all really goes to help keep the podcast going, keeping the fences, uh, keeping the park running and the fences operational. Um, you know, all the good stuff, but yeah, that's patreon.com slash see Jurassic, right? Again, let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Let me know your theories. Let me know more. Like, what do you want? Do you want more of some lost world stuff, some Jurassic Park three stuff, more original Jurassic Park lore in, in the DPG? Um, which parts do you want? Do you want to see anything from the gene guard act? Any of that kind of information? Do you want to see any of that in the film? Um, it would be cool to see some footage from any of the older Jurassic Park movies in the new movie, you know, whether it's like watching an old television report from the nineties about the San Diego incident or something like that. Yeah. Let me know. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you as always, uh, for listening and I will see you very soon. Um, until next time. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.